Welcome to Counterthought, a podcast conserving America's freedom, culture, and values. This is Brian Kletter, the creator and host of the podcast. You can engage with the podcast on Instagram at counter underscore thought or at Counterthought CEO and on our Facebook page, Counterthought Podcast. For audio versions of the podcast, you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and more. And for video versions of the podcast, join us on YouTube at the Counterthought channel. Let's go. Hello, and welcome to episode 37 of Counterthought. Recent revelations from the John Durham investigation reveal that the Hillary Clinton campaign did, in fact, spy on Donald Trump and President Donald Trump. John Durham released a filing on Friday, February 11th, that stated the Clinton campaign knew and was paid by a lawyer who has already been indicted by the Durham investigation. His last name is Sussman. But the filings on Friday revealed that Sussman billed the Clinton campaign for services recruiting a IT company to tap into the server at the Trump Tower, at Trump's Central Park apartment, and a server that is dedicated to the executive office of the President of the United States. So all of this that we heard about, leading up to the 2016 election, allegations from Hillary Clinton and her campaign, not to mention allegations from um, Sullivan, who is our current national security advisor for President Biden. But Hillary Clinton herself, in debates, in tweets, in media appearances, pushed this narrative that there was a channel of communication between the Donald Trump campaign and the Kremlin in Russia, Vladimir Putin. This narrative was spun up to impact the election in her favor. And we heard about this leading up to the 2016 election. Then in January of 2017, after Trump won the 2016 election, an investigation was begun, the Mueller investigation, you may remember. And Robert Mueller and his team took 22 months to complete their investigation to see whether or not there was collusion between the Trump campaign and Russia. And what were the findings? No collusion. And that was wrapped up in the beginning of 2019. Almost two years of an investigation. So you could say, oh, well, Hillary lost that. She lost the election. Like, that's just politics. No, this is not politics. And no, Hillary Clinton, it did not just end when the election votes were tallied in 2016. Think of the political fallout that happened from this act and continues from this act, which we'll get into here in a minute. But first, I do want to provide some context. You know, I like to do that with each episode. There has to be some sort of context, so I'm not just jumping in to the topic of the episode. So here we go. Context. I mentioned it once already. The Steele dossier. Christopher Steele, a former British intelligence officer, 
accumulated all of this false information, put this dossier together on then candidate Donald Trump to make it look like he had ties to Russia and was compromised during the 2016 election. That was proven to be false. And I'm not going to go into all the details of the dossier, but that is that is number one. That is the first part of this context. Number two are the dossier revelations. All the allegations in there proven to be false. There have been dismissals within the Justice Department, within the FBI, for people who were involved within with that dossier. And then from the dossier, that spurred the Mueller investigation. Well, the Mueller investigation I just mentioned took 22 months and over, I think, $20 million, well over $20 million, I believe, if my facts are correct. Uh, someone check me on that, my, my stats guy. But the Mueller investigation, 22 months, 22 months that lasted. And it was this dark cloud just hanging over the Trump presidency, his administration, for 22 months. Can you imagine knowing yourself being Donald Trump and his campaign and then part of his administration and knowing that you did none of these things that were alleged against you, but yet you still have to govern? I mean, this, what is being revealed to us now through the Durham investigation and what was revealed to us with the conclusion of the Mueller investigation shows how much goodwill was lost when President Trump began his presidency, especially goodwill with the American people, with you and me, and then goodwill with our foreign allies. So what Hillary Clinton's campaign did did not just end when the votes were tallied in November of 2016. We have seen three to four years of a trickle-down effect from what her campaign did, peddling this Russian dossier and now paying for services from an IT company to infiltrate servers at Trump's residency in Central Park, Trump Tower, and also a server dedicated to the executive office of the President of the United States. There was also the, um, well, just the level set with the Durham investigation. So the Durham investigation started, I think he's now coming up on two years ago, or could be, yeah, two years. It started after the Mueller investigation. I can't remember how much time was in between the two. But one thing that is important with this Durham investigation, and the Durham investigation is looking into what all took place um, within the FBI and the creation of that Steele dossier and what all took place within the Mueller investigation, basically investigating the investigators and making sure everything or to see how much is true and what is false from what took place in 2016 all the way through the Mueller investigation. But one thing that was strategic, and I think it's forgotten about a lot, is the fact that William Barr, who was the attorney general at the end of, well, he was the last attorney general of Trump's presidency. One thing he did, leaving behind like this, <laughs> this breadcrumb, this little 
I guess, ticking time bomb is probably a better description. But William Barr took this uh, used a strategy that right now is proving to be brilliant. Brilliant in what he did. William Barr designated John Durham in his investigation as an independent counsel on his way out the door, which means as an independent counsel, John Durham is protected from being removed by the Biden administration. So Durham is continuing and he's being very, very methodical, right? I mean, I think it took about a year and a half to two years for any type of indictments to come from his investigation, even though we knew things had been happening or had happened, thanks to the Mueller report and other um, investigations done by um, by committee members in Congress, subpoenas and everything, everything and the like. So Durham is being methodical and slowly but surely he's starting to find more and more or maybe he's found a lot more, but he is making sure that his cases are locked solid. So as an independent counsel, he can't be dismissed by Biden. So the Trump administration and from, through this move that William Barr did designating Durham as independent is like a ticking time bomb for everything involved going back to 2016 with the Clinton campaign and this Russia hoax. Now, the first indictment occurred this past year in 2021, and it's the indictment of Sussman. He's an attorney. He worked for the Clinton campaign. And this ties into the latest revelation, the latest filing from this past Friday, February 11th. So what Sussman did is Sussman hired a gentleman with last name Joffe. Joffe owns a tech company that is sub in, I believe, South Africa that has been subcontracted or had, had been subcontracted and had access to government servers to provide IT services for our federal government. And through that contract, Joffe and the company had access to these servers that I've mentioned before. And most shockingly, the server that belongs to the executive office of the president. And what Sussman and Joffe set up was a basically data mining of sorts, a spy, a tap, a wiretap on the server to monitor traffic coming in and out of that server to see if there was anything going on between Trump and Russia. But also there was a ploy to generate more information, falsified information to show breadcrumbs, a trail of false information that makes it someone to believe that there actually was a connection going back and forth between Trump and Russia. Now, Sussman is actually up. Part of his trial starts this week for what he was indicted for um, in the fall of last year, which was lying to federal agents when he was being questioned, I believe, uh, as part of the Mueller investigation. So we'll see how that plays out. But think of that. A wiretap lack of a better term, 
on the server of a presidential candidate and ultimately after being sworn in on a server belonging to the executive office of the president. That is a breach of national security. It hasn't been talked about a lot, but think about the information that was seen that should not have been seen. You know, like you don't have the right access to be able to see all the information on one or any of those servers, especially when talking about the server that belonged to the executive office of the president. There is classified top secret information, I'm sure, flying across and into and from that server. And based on administrative access and access roles and everything, only certain people can see certain things. So who knows what kind of information was seen during this wiretap, this data mining that shouldn't have been seen and what that could do for our national security. So this is huge, huge. The extent that this Clinton campaign took to try to win this election and then kept it in place after being inaugurated to continue this narrative and hoping to get Trump out of office, who Hillary Clinton and plenty of other Democrats said was an illegitimate president. This is unreal. Never before seen. People are equating it to Watergate or worse than Watergate. Now, Another piece of this is Jake Sullivan. I mentioned him at the start. Jake Sullivan was the foreign policy advisor for Hillary Clinton's campaign. Who is Jake Sullivan now? Jake Sullivan is now the national security advisor for the Biden administration. The same man who was involved in the Afghanistan pullout and is now, or withdrawal, and is now involved in the negotiations, the diplomatic negotiations with Russia and Vladimir Putin on the verge of a potential invasion by Russia into Ukraine. So how can we trust this Jake Sullivan? How can we trust someone who had uh, intimate knowledge of what this, of what the Clinton campaign was doing, spying on Trump and Jake Sullivan even released a statement in September or October leading up to the 2016 election that talked about how this Again, false, but being peddled as truth, a disinformation campaign of this connection between the Donald Trump campaign and Russia. Again, not true. Not true. A blatant lie, and he knew it. There are documents that show that Jake Sullivan was one of the email recipients from Sussman. So he had exclusive knowledge of what, what, what was taking place this ruse that was happening, this lie, this disinformation campaign. And yes, I'm saying disinformation and not misinformation because there is a big difference between the two. Misinformation is the incorrect, I wanna get, get this right, so I'm gonna read it to you. Misinformation is the incorrect or misleading information presented as fact, either intentionally or unintentionally. Disinformation is a subset of misinformation, so like a subcategory. Disinformation is misinformation which is deliberately deceptive. Deliberately deceptive. And that is what the Hillary Clinton campaign was doing, being deliberately deceptive to trick Americans, American voters, 
into believing that Donald Trump was compromised as a candidate. And because he's compromised with one of our adversaries, that there is a risk to him being president of the United States. This is a huge disinformation campaign. Huge. So I'm interested to see where this plays out because the next question is, Hillary Clinton, what did she know? Did she know anything? Did her campaign do this on their own? I doubt it. But what did she know? That is the end goal. That is where I hope this Durham investigation gets to. What did she know? Especially now that it is rumored that she is um, potentially going to run again in 2024. So we'll see how long it takes Durham to get there. I think he has about two more years um, when it comes to his investigation. Not from like a, a length of time he was given, but I think our statutes of limitations gets gets uh, put into this. But what did Hillary Clinton know? And that's what needs to be proven. Because if she knew this was going on, if this was just created as a distraction, a diversion from the questions that were surrounding her email server when she was Secretary of State, her personal emails, but there's no way she can run in 2024 if she knew this was going on. And I have a high likelihood that she did know. I won't get into all the other Clinton information uh, between her and former President Bill Clinton, but she has found a way. She's like Kevlar, no Teflon. She's like Teflon, slippery, nothing sticks to it. But maybe this one will. So let's look into this disinformation. I already touched on the ripple effect that it had on our country. This was going into the 2016 election, so we are now almost five and a half years removed from this disinformation campaign of, of the Trump-Russia collusion. But let's think about the fallout that it had. As I mentioned earlier, we're talking about coming into starting your Trump and his administration in January of 2017 with I think it, the polling says 60 to 70% of Americans thinking that there was some type of collusion between Trump and Russia. Well, that's going to hurt your trust factor, the trust with the American people because of this lie, this disinformation campaign. Also mentioned earlier, relations with our foreign allies, this dark cloud, this, again, lack of trust, questioning wondering, should Donald Trump really be president? Why am I listening to this man who may actually not be president? He could have cheated. And think of all, if you followed politics at all during that time, think of kind of the, the friction between our allies and, and Trump. Yes, he was shaking the status quo, changing the status quo and everything, but just think about that. Think about the damage it did. And then you get into the 2018 midterm elections. 2018 midterms elections, traditionally, the first midterm elections after a president from a new party it comes into office, the House and or the Senate will flip. So the majority will change to be the majority of the opposing party. So in 2018, it flipped from red Republicans to Democrats, blue the Democrats picked up a net 40 seats. The 100-year average of this is 23? No, sorry, 29, 27. So the Democrats picked up 
13 in addition to the average. I have it written down here. Let me just check for you. Yes, they picked up 40 seats. The average was 29 seats, so plus 11 above that average. Oh, and then you and then you have the Mueller report, which came was released after was concluded after the 2018 midterms. It would have been nice to be completed before the 2018 midterms to show that there was no collusion. Maybe that would have had an impact. The Republicans could have kept the House, but who knows? We'll never know. But maybe that was part of the plan, this dis disinformation campaign. Just hit and knock Trump's trust factor. Just beat it into the ground. Shake it with everyone. Make no one certain that you could trust him. Clinton may have lost the 2016 election. But the effects of this disinformation campaign, the Russia hoax, has been in politics now for more than four years, five years. People today, even with the Mueller investigation, still believe that Trump colluded. And that's, I guess, okay. We're going to have to deal with that. Some people just don't want to know the truth. But to say that, oh, this ended when Hillary lost? No, it did not. There's still been fallout. The 2018 midterms. And then you get to the 2020 election. Where again, despite the Mueller report, people still believe, a large percentage of the Democrat Party believes that there is still collusion. And that somehow, because Trump didn't want to release certain information as part of the Mueller report, that somehow he tricked Robert Mueller in his investigation and that actually Trump did, did collude with Russia. And I hope those people who still have the scales over their eyes will seek some intellectual honesty and pay attention to this Durham investigation because the Durham investigation is peeling back the layers of what really happened. What really happened from the Clinton campaign to the Sussman attorney taking this information that was fabricated directly to the CIA and the FBI. So what did the FBI and the CIA do with this information? Did they know about the spying that was happening on this server? These are all questions that I hope Durham gets to so we can get answers. We heard about the deep state once Trump took office, and we've heard about that ever since, so for five plus years. And we've seen how deep this deep state can go. But how much deeper does it go? How much deeper does this deep state go and to what ends? How high did this go? We're talking about a presidential candidate, Hillary Clinton. Did Joe Biden know? Our current president? Did Barack Obama know? The outgoing president? Did any of them sign off on this? Or if they did know and they didn't speak up or stop it, why? Why? I think we know why, but why? These are all questions that need to be answered from this Durham investigation. And I'm bringing this topic to you for this episode 37 because it ties to intellectual honesty. Disinformation, misinformation, very huge, very important, can have catastrophic effects on our democracy actual effects on a democracy, not the false claims of what has of, 
of what is a threat to our democracy that we've heard for the past four or five years since Donald Trump took office, but actual threats to our democracy. We're talking about tricking people to believe something with the intent to harm or as disinformation says, to deceive for political gain. Talk about not having trust in elections. If you can't even trust your presidential candidates, people need to be pursuing intellectual honesty and pursue what actually happened. I talked about intellectual honesty versus dishonesty in a previous episode. I believe it's episode two. So go back on the audio files and check that out. But intellectual honesty is the pursuit of truth regardless of your bias, regardless of your beliefs. People who continue to believe that Trump had some involvement with Russia after everything that has been released and investigated and is continuing to be investigated are being intellectually dishonest and they're either don't want to know the truth, so they're being obstinate, or they're using whatever they're spouting for their own personal gain, which is not good for our country. It's not good for the individual and it's not good for the collective American society. To manipulate someone to gaslight someone, to trick, to deceive for the political power is disgusting and scary. Because if none of this had played out and everyone believed or it was successful, this disinformation campaign, think of the fallout and where we would be now. We're already in a bad spot as it is. But think of where we would be if this disinformation campaign was successful, if Hillary Clinton would have won the 2016 election, and the continual potential spying and illegal activity done by our own federal government. Thank you for listening to Counterthought, a podcast conserving America's freedom, culture, and values. Remember to subscribe and like or rate the podcast on your podcast app or on YouTube and engage with the podcast on Instagram at counter underscore thought at counter thought CEO or on Facebook at counter thought podcast.